Hey guys, what's going on? CJ here. I uh, just want to give a quick little disclaimer before you listen to the podcast here. No, Vinny and I will not be going over the latest episode of She-Hulk, She-Hulk episode 2, when this podcast is released because we recorded this on Tuesday this past week. Um, so you're still in for a really great episode, but we're not going to be talking too much about She-Hulk from uh, episode 2 because it just happened and we weren't available to watch it together uh we might switch over the podcast format so we can start watching she-hulk and then reacting to it doing the podcast kind of like we did when loki first happened but we'll keep you guys posted with that for now just sit back relax and enjoy this week's episode Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. My name is CJ Palmasano. And I'm Vinny Carini. And Vinny's back. I'm back. How was your vacation? Fucking wild and relentless. <laughs> and we'll leave you with that. Yep. <laughs> uh, those of you who don't know, Vinny was away for almost two weeks in Portugal. Boom. He's back in the pod now. Uh, I want to give a quick big thank you and shout out to uh, good friends of the pod, uh, Andreas Palacaris, for... Uh, Coming on a few weeks ago, filling in, and for a good friend, Mike Novakovic, filling in last week. If you haven't heard those episodes, please go check those out, uh, especially last week when Mike and I talked about uh, if Marvel has a problem, and we got into a bit of a debate and uh, some uh, big discussions happening with there, some theorizing for Secret Avengers Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. But today, we have a lot going on on the podcast today. So today, Vinny and I are going to be talking about, uh, later on, the Spider-Man No Way Home, the More Stuff edition, I think it's called. Boom. Uh, going to be talking about the Last of Us yes. uh, clip coming up. We, uh, Very good. We had a, a big villain cut from Multiverse of Madness. We'll get to that in a little bit. Some other scenes that were cut. But first, we're going to talk about uh, She-Hulk and some of the World War Hulk theories coming off of She-Hulk. We kind of talked about it a little bit last week, I think. Um, but uh, let's just talk about the, the whole big thing. So, then you watch She-Hulk today at the time of this recording. Boom. Just to those of you who know, we recorded, we're recording this on the Tuesday of this week, so we will not be reviewing the latest episode of She-Hulk when, it comes, next week. when it comes out. Uh, so, yeah. What are your thoughts on the show thus far? I think it's funny. I'm having a good time with it. I like Mark Ruffalo's uh, place in it. I like that <clears throat> they stopped. Uh, I like that they started the show with her like in her current life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she broke the fourth wall and was like, I know you're not going to be able to pay attention without knowing my backstory, so here it is. Yeah. Boom. Which is what something She-Hulk did a lot in the comics. She <coughs> broke the fo- She's a fourth wall breaker, which is something also that Deadpool does, which hopefully we can get a She-Hulk-Deadpool uh, team up or That'd something cool. in the future. when they Maybe both- he bangs her. Who, who can break the fourth wall more? Maybe he bangs her. Yeah, I don't know. Why not? I could Deadpool's see Deadpool's fucking kinky. Yeah, he is. He's like, he's like, go She-Hulk and break my penis. <laughs> Break my penis. <laughs> anyway. Um, Dennis Rodman broke his dick six times. I didn't need to know that. Just saying. I didn't need to know that. You've told... I think you've said it on this podcast before, but I didn't need to know it again. He once tried to jump across a hotel room and land in a, in a woman, and he missed and broke his dick. Well, don't be like Dennis Rodman, kids. Anyway. Stick to throwing, stick to throwing the ball through the basket, not the dick in the, the vagine. <laughs> vagine. <laughs> anyway, um... 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed the ep- first episode of She-Hulk. I thought there were some really funny parts. Uh, I speculated on the whole World War Hulk, some World War Hulk stuff with Mike last week. We'll get into more with it. Um, I will say that I think it's it's funny with some parts. Um, there, are, I have two criticisms of it. One is the montage song that they used when Hulk was showing She-Hulk how to be a Hulk, essentially. Yeah. The whole, come out, Shane, come out, Shane. We causing a, like, I wanted to fucking shoot my brains out. I hate that song. I never even heard of it before this show, and I immediately hate it. CJ's ears immediately started bleeding. Yes, immediately. It was fucking awful. Anyway, um, so the montage itself wasn't bad. It's just I didn't like the music they used. Some of it's Um, a little cringy. Yeah, and... We'll get into this bit right here because this is this is the, I think this is the thing that people have taken from the show the most, and I think it's kind of taken away from the positives. There is one particular scene that's caught the eyes of Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro and Brett Cooper. Uh, this is not to necessarily shit on them, but this is the thing that I've seen a lot of people who are going to take and and. We all know that Disney has a not so hidden agenda. Yeah, people I, should stop being surprised. I, I, I think I think we all know this. Yeah. Um, and if that is going to turn you off from these shows and these movies, then that's your opinion. Um, this did. It was the scene where Hulk and Jen Walters were sitting, and Jennifer Walters is explaining that you know that uh, controlling her anger isn't a problem for her, and the whole and she's explaining to Hulk, you know, Hulk is saying like, uh, you know. It's life or death. People won't forget that you become a monster when you're a monster when you you know you when you lose control in your rage. So she explains to him that lose that losing her, uh, you know, controlling her anger isn't a problem, and that you know she controls her anger when men try to tell her undermine her intelligence in her profession. Uh, when she because because if she gets because if she does fight back, then she gets emotional. Yeah, she will be I'm, dumbed as emotional. She will say uh, like again, cat called in the street, or I could be literally murdered. She's saying that really the anger is not my problem because I do it infinitely better than you, and gets angry while she's doing it. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Vinny, but what was your point you're about to make? I I understand where Shapiro and all that are coming from. Like you know. From a realistic stand, like a realistic perspective, right? Like it's, it's cousins talking to cousins, right? There's like a different level of comfortability in that that conversation. I think in a regular conversation, if two real people were just having a conversation, talking about that, I mean, how could you know two regular people be talking about controlling your anger about being a Hulk? But mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think a woman like. Like her, her character would immediately go to women being, like like, I don't know. I I feel like she wouldn't jump right to that in 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 that conversation. I feel like it's obviously planted. Well, obviously, yes, it is planted. You know, but like to to use that as the backbone of her being able to control her anchor better than better than Bruce Banner. Just because she's a woman. Just because she's a woman. I don't feel. Like, that should have been the main reason why she can control the anger. There is something to note here, though, and I will come into the the comics aspect of it. In the comics, She-Hulk is not... It's not like Bruce Banner and the Hulk in the comics, or we've seen in past iteration of the Hulk in the MCU. She-Hulk, Jen Walters, is in control. Mm -hmm. Like, in the show, there is no alter ego. She really can control when she goes in and out of the Hulk. That's just kind of how it's been. 
Obviously, yes, there are little hints in there to show that, oh, yeah, she's better than the Hulk because, you know, she's and feminism and all that. And this is not shitting on feminism. I'm not. What it is, it's like I see where they are coming from as well. I even watched, you know, the comment section of Brett Cooper, and she was saying, didn't the Hulk watch his father beat his mother to death? Mm-hmm. And that is right. He did watch his father beat his mother to death. And that is the, and that is the thing where I get it from where... I see this criticism, but I also see this in the comics, comic sense. Uh, well, the movie, Riley, the MCU. Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, when he's first introduced as the Hulk, w- well, recast from Edward Norton, he said, you know, pretty much saying that he tried to kill himself, and the Hulk spit out the bullet. He tried to end his life, but the Hulk wouldn't let him. He struggled with this inner demon for over 15 years of somebody else inside of him, controlling him. Hence, being controlled for two years after Age of Ultron. The Hulk was in control at Sakaar for two fucking years, and Bruce Banner had no idea. No recollection. No, Yeah, zero recollection. So, in that sense, I can... I they Yes, there are real-life things from the comics, but I also see where people are getting the criticism from. My whole personal belief is, is that... Let's just wait and see how things play out. Mm-hmm. Could this easily become a whole thing where they're trying to make it a, a bit a very woke type of show? Yeah, they easily could it, that easily could happen. And if that's not for you, that's not for you. That's fine. Um, if it is for you, that's great. That's awesome. Enjoy what enjoy what you like. Mm-hmm. But I am someone when it comes to these shows, I am very much waiting to see how things play out. If there's an episode I don't like, I will say I don't like it. But when it comes when it's from start to finish, I will say like this is how they did great here. This is how they did great here. Like Moon Knight. Moon Knight is probably one of my favorite Marvel Disney Plus shows. However, the ending just completely uh, not completely, it fell a bit flat. Yeah. Whereas Miss Marvel for me, I thought was fantastic. I had Low expectations because I don't know much about Miss Marvel Kamala Khan, and I love the show from start go. to finish. I, 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 it's my opinion, and I think a lot of people might agree with me that I think it's one of the better told Marvel start to finish shows. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. She Hulk, I think, has that potential as well, considering we're supposed to be getting Daredevil, Matt Murdock involved into this show, not just Matt Murdock, but Daredevil as well. Uh, he's supposed to be getting in here. There's, you know, there's a lot of other characters we're going to be seeing. Like Wong is supposed to show up in the show at some point. We've really? seen, well, we've seen him in the trailers. He's been in the trailers. Mm. Uh, there's hints at Ghost Rider. You know, there was a what? There's a place where That'll probably the end credit thing. Um, maybe, uh, you know, Wong shows up in some kind of theater and there is a poster that some people are saying either says Donnie Blaze or Johnny Blaze. Mm. It is Johnny Blaze in the comics, but we'll see. Like. She-Hulk could open the doors to a lot of other stuff. I think She-Hulk could open the doors to stuff like Captain America, New World Order, and the Thunderbolts. Mm. And I think we could easily see uh, Val, uh, Valentina Contessa, the, you know, I guess, essentially the leader of the Thunderbolts, um, because Plonsky, Abomination, is a heavily rumored and considered member of the Thunderbolts. He was in the, he's in the Thunderbolts from time to time. Mike Novakovic uh, was saying that last week. I think that he would easily be in the Thunderbolts, and, you know, maybe she could defend people, other people like John Walker, U.S. agent. You know, because he... uh, Maybe they could find more charges on him after him literally murdering somebody in the middle of a street somewhere, you know? So that could easily happen. Um, I think... I've said before how I kind of think She-Hulk could kind of lead into the Thunderbolts. Is it... I thought it had a pretty decent start... 
You know, and there's even stuff that, you know, we've talked about a little bit with the Sakarian ship with World War Hulk. If you noticed, yeah. Vin, in the fight between She-Hulk and Hulk, <clears throat> Hulk was, st- you know, Ben, uh, Bruce Banner was having some trouble controlling his rage. Yeah, he was. B- bits of the Hulk were coming out and he was getting very angry. Yeah, but she's nowhere near as strong as he is. No, she's not. Um, Because, well, I, here's the thing. I think the reason why She-Hulk and Hulk are kind of are, are somewhat evenly matched at this point in time because she still has a, her brain. Well, not only that, be, but because Hulk is smart Hulk as That's he true. as he dubs it. He is smart Hulk. He's not Hulk smart like the Hulk we've seen just come in and rip and destroy everything. He's not that Hulk. And when he is that Hulk, I guarantee you She-Hulk will have a much tougher time fighting him. Oh yeah. So that is the reasoning for it. Like I've seen even people doing like the Hulk just like just completely stopped uh, um, a Tacharian big alien that, that like that iconic scene in Avengers one. That's my secret crap cap. I'm always angry. And he hulks out and boom, destroys that fucking thing with one punch. And then you see him get pushed by a Jeep and gets thrown into uh, all those rocks piling on top of him. Again, it's because Banner is in control and he's using both the Hulk and Banner together, and that's why he's not as strong as. That's why Hulk. he's. That's why he's not because he's controlling his anger. The thing with the Hulk is, the angrier Hulk gets, the more powerful he gets, and the more difficult he becomes to to stop. Yeah, that is the thing with the Hulk, <clears throat> and I think that leads us into you know these Planet Hulk or, or World War Hulk rumors and theories and all that stuff. So you know. We, I said to you earlier, Vin, before we had started recording, that um, there's rumors that Marvel have acquired the rights back to the Hulk, or Dis- Dis- so. Disney has, because the reason why, and for those of you who may not know, the reason why the Hulk has never gotten another movie with uh, Mark Ruffalo and it hasn't gotten one since Edward Norton is because at the time, Universal Studios owned the rights to the Hulk, using them for a movie. That's why Marvel has been able to get away with using the Hulk in the Avengers movies and Thor Ragnarok and such, uh, and in She-Hulk as well. So they've been able to get away with that, and they had to work out a deal with Universal when Edward Norton was still playing the Hulk. Now, the whole thing with the Sicarian ship, uh, with uh, how Hulk could be maybe really more like a villain in a World War Hulk movie because heroes did fight him in World War Hulk. And we've kind of touched upon it before, but really the Illuminati, they trick the Hulk to go into a ship. Uh, the Hulk goes goes in there. He goes to Sakaar. He kind of becomes the ruler of Sakaar. They touched on that in Thor Ragnarok. Um, Hulk ha- has met a woman, had a child, uh, and the child and the woman died inside of the Quinjet when it exploded on Sakaar. And the Hulk is so mad about this that he went back to Earth, found a way to get back to Earth, and held up MSG and had heroes fight each other. Not to the death, but to beat the living shit out of each other. And it was a very, very difficult time to defeat him. You had to get almost every hero you could think of to defeat the Hulk. Now, I think this could work in the sense that we saw it done with Scarlet Witch. You know, Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda Maximoff becoming the Scarlet Witch and going full villain in Multiverse of Madness. I think that could be a thing with the Hulk where it could almost be like a Civil War-esque type storyline where, you know, they're re- in Civil War at the time, 
there really wasn't a villain that the Avengers or, the, or whoever were fighting and to try and stop him, uh, him or her. Uh, we learn, you know, that villain was Baron Zemo, which Baron Zemo, a very underrated villain in the MCU, in my opinion, because he was able to make the Avengers disband without ever throwing one punch. Yeah. It could be that similarly with Civil War in the sense that, and in it makes a Multiverse of Madness, where the heroes have to kind of band together and try and stop the Hulk. And maybe this could tie into Avengers Secret Wars and, and King Well, Zemo's supposed Dynasty. to be in the Thunderbolts too, right? Zemo is supposed to be a member of the Thunderbolts. If we remember back from Captain America, sorry, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we see that Zemo was being taken away by police, but then, uh, well, actually, no, it was uh, the Flag Smashers being taken away, and then they got blown up, and then Zemo heard about it. Um, and then Val mentions, you know, oh, our friend Zemo. So... Zemo is a prominent member of the Thunderbolts in the very beginning, the days of the comics. I easily think that the members of the Thunderbolts, I, we kind of speculated on this last week, me and Mike, that I think it's U.S. agent John Walker. For sure. Uh, Yelena Belova is a very big possible contender. That's sure. your, back, your Black Widow and your Captain America. Yep. I think Ghost is another contender for uh, Ant, from Ant-Man the Wash, that girl. Uh, you know, then you also have Abomination. That's five. That's your Hulk-esque character. And then you have Zemo, uh... I guess you could say is kind of like a Tony Stark esque character, mm, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and then maybe uh, another dark horse pick. They've, you know, we could. We've also seen that it could be Punisher, could be Deadpool, could be White Vision. I've seen concept art with White that Vision. That would be cool. Uh, you know, because he's really unsure of who he is at the moment. Um, Plus, we haven't seen him since Wandavision. No, and Wandavision was over a year ago, so yeah. we don't know where White Vision is where out the there in the MCU. Did he go? So. I think that we could see more characters, and that's what I think the potential is for She-Hulk. Yes, I think it's cool that She-Hulk's in the MCU. I was familiar with She-Hulk growing up. Um, I really like the origin story. I love she's a fourth wall breaker, and quite possibly one of the greatest post credit scenes in the MCU. And this is the kind of, like, I got what they were doing for Multiverse of Madness with Bruce Campbell's cameo. Excuse me. Worst cameo ever. It is the worst cameo ever, in my opinion. If they did something like this for Multiverse of Madness, oh, God, it would have redeemed it. So we've kind of been going to a bit of spoiler territory with She-Hulk, but I'll explain if you don't know or if you don't care about spoilers. Um, In the very beginning of the episode, Jennifer Walters has a theory that Steve Rogers is a virgin. It's a very good theory. And she gives gives a theory, and she lays out her evidence as to why he has been pretty busy. So right before the Shikarian ship shows up, it's like, look, I'm showing that Steve Rogers is probably a virgin. And look out. And then the ship comes. And then there's a post credit scene where Hulk and Jen Walters are drinking on the beach at his bar. And it's like, you know, Steve Rogers didn't deserve to die a virgin. You know, that, that ass. Like, all drunks. Like, and then Hulk said, Steve Rogers isn't a virgin. He lost his virginity to a girl at a USO show in 1943 and she just goes I knew it and goes he's he's not drunk you weren't drunk and she just goes and screams Captain America fucks obviously they cut out the fucks yeah, they cut off the, but they cut that word that word. was fucking hilarious. Was hilarious hilarious and I'm gonna blow your fucking minds right now with this little debacle well not debacle is the wrong word this little theory and who this girl is I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you who the girl is if you're not sure boom so if you remember in Captain America, the first Avenger, when he's on this U.S. O tour, there is a blonde girl that comes up with a big smile on his face, on her face, just hi. And Steve Rogers has got that little awkward smile. 
And you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, so it was that girl. Oh, there's more to that girl that meets the eye, mm-hmm. if you aren't aware of this. Let's do it. So this girl, I can't recall the actress's name, but she played... She was in Game of Thrones. Was she really? Yeah. Okay. Who was she in Game of Thrones? I can't remember. She was hot. Okay. Any, she's hot. She shows her uh, tits. Awesome. I got to watch Game of Thrones. Now. That's right. <laughs> a bunch of tits and, and, and flaccid she's, wieners, she, according she, to like, Butters. She's got the perfect face to be a, like a 40s pinup girl. Okay. So, Just saying. So um, she, this is apparently the girl who could be, and I think it is, because it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. did the research. Hulk said in 1943, he did those USO tours in 1943, and that's when he met that girl. This girl is also the same girl who plays uh, Star-Lord's mother in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige confirmed that the woman who was this same actress is Star-Lord's grandmother. Boom. Steve Rogers lost his virginity to Star-Lord's grandmother. That hussy. <laughs> that hussy. That she poor. That is fucking amazing i was telling you before like i want to find like a meme or make a meme where it's just like brian after he gets a ship he'd have my quagmire after he had sex with quagmire's dad becoming a woman and just go steve rogers coming back in secret wars star lord hey i fucked your grandma <laughs> i just want to see that so fucking i can bad. fuck your grandma all day <laughs> so that was fucking hilarious. And apparently we're supposed to be getting a post credit scene for every episode of She-Hulk. And if a lot of them are like this, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, All yeah. these little gags and shit. I'm really excited. And I'm sure there'll be stuff to set up the MCU later on when the show bada bada comes bada bada more, more to its end. Uh, I am very much looking forward to this. Um, I've also seen theories about how apparently the guy who Jennifer Walters is uh, going against in the courtroom that maybe he possibly uh, hired uh, Tiana. I can't remember the girl's name. The girl who comes in and just beats the shit out of everybody. Oh, yeah. We didn't get a name on her. And then Jen Walters comes in and kicks her ass. Um, Overall, I'm going to wait and see how things go with She-Hulk. I don't know about you there, Vin. High hopes. High hopes. I I do have high hopes. Um, Am I more excited about Daredevil? Yes, of course. I'm not going to lie. Daredevil is one of my all-time favorite superheroes. Yeah. And if he gets introduced this way into the... Uh, like Daredevil proper, right? not just Matt Murdock, into the MCU, then I am perfectly, perfectly fine with this. Um, I think this has the potential to set up a lot of new characters in the MCU moving forward, and we are in for a fun time. That's personally what I think. I don't think... I'm hopeful that the woke Disney-ness will not happen. All right? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say would not happen, but I'm hopeful they won't go too much. That's my point. That is my overall point. Anyway, uh, we have other things to get into to the podcast, so let's take a look at this shit and get rolling with it. Okay, so we have... um, We were robbed, essentially, here, Vin. We were robbed of a new character joining the MCU in Multiverse of Madness. Yes. So let's talk about this real quickly. So we were robbed of another character and a villain coming to the MCU, and that villain is Nightmare. Now, Nightmare... Strangely enough, I'm look up a picture of Nightmare real fast. Okay, Nightmare is a—he uh, was a villain that was originally supposed to be in Doctor Strange one, but eventually the the director at the time, Scott Derrickson, he nixed it and he saved it for Doctor Strange two, and we went with Dormammu instead. Then Scott Derrickson had was originally supposed to be directing 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but he wanted it to be a full-blown horror film. Kevin Feige had him and had creative differences, and he said, listen, we can't do all the horror stuff you want to do. It's still got to be a PG-13 movie. It's still got to be more a Marvel movie. Kids still have to come and see it. So, yeah, Nightmare um, is one of Doctor Strange's arch rivals. He was uh, pitched for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, but now he's no longer he was no longer in the movie. But there was set designs recently where it shows Nightmare on a horse where he's about to fight Doctor Strange. If you recall from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, if you haven't seen it at this point, then what are you doing? Well, here it is. Right? Um, yeah, this is, Vinny just looked up a really cool picture on his phone of him and Doctor Strange fighting. There's a scene where they're on a frozen lake. If you recall when our Doctor Strange of the MCU was speaking with Sinister Strange, where that Doctor Strange's universe was almost completely destroyed, the one who was hanging on to the Darkhold, he was talking about, you know, who are you? He's like, I'm you from another universe, and he wanted to prove it. He said, we had a sister, Donna, and she passed away and falling into a, uh, a frozen lake. Now, she died in the comics... Well, it, well, in the I think in the comics too, in the MCU, and apparently in the trailer they had referenced this with Wanda and Strange saying every night the same dream, every every morning the same nightmare, and apparently this was supposed to be the case because these set photos show that Nightmare was going to be in the MCU, so I think it's it sucks because we were robbed of a new character and Nightmare is an, a, a a big Doctor Strange villain. Um, but there is always room for Doctor Strange 3. Yeah, man, I don't see why not. I mean, Doctor Strange 3 is kind of wide open at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when we'll get a Doctor Strange 3. It possibly could be uh, in Phase 6. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, depending on what Benedict Cumberbatch's contract looks like, I don't know if he'll die in one of the next Avengers movies. My, Michael Fassbender would make a fantastic uh, nightmare. Yeah, he'd be pretty cool if they don't want to bring him in as... Um, as a magnet, as the you magneto some, variant, you need somebody with a sharp nose to play Nightmare. Yeah, but also they could do a lot of like uh, makeup and CG, like well, well ma- more like maybe more makeup, like they did with uh, with Christian Bale and Gore the God Butcher, the kid that plays uh, the clown in It. You know that actor? No, I, don't I can't think remember so. what his name is. But have him in there. He would be a really good nightmare. Yeah, he already, he's already played a very creepy and spooky character. It'd be perfect. So. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, apparently, not only that, we were robbed of a full-blown fight scene between America Chavez, Doctor Strange, against uh, the Scarlet Witch. Oh, because wow. even though we did get the zombie, the zombie Strange, like the def- the dead Defender Strange, where our Doctor Strange was dreamwalking into his body to fight Wanda, we never really got that fight between Doctor Strange and Wanda full-blown in the movie, where we could have seen some, like, sorcery versus witchcraft and Doctor Strange and Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, are two of the most powerful beings in the MCU. Oh, the fight would have been cosmic. It would have been insane. And that is something that I feel we were a tad bit robbed of. I mean, there is a lot of stuff. Well, not a lot, but there's like a chunk of, maybe I'd say like 30 or 40 minutes cut from the movie. Because if you recall, the movie is only just about two hours. Well, they should have released the full I thing. really wish they would have released at least another half hour of footage, you know? Yeah. Because I, mean, I that think... That movie supposed to be, was supposed to be huge. I mean, not that it wasn't huge, but I think in the... It mar- was supposed to be. In the marketing setup, they definitely did 
they definitely teased us with stuff, and you know, it was they really used the marketing of the multiverse of madness, where the multiverse is going to implode. They could have made that movie almost three hours, and we everybody would have been fine with it. I think we they could have, but at the same time, I understand they're also trying to build up for Avengers: The Kang Dynasty and the and Secret Wars and Secret movies are going to get so long, bro, that they're going to have intermissions. Intermission. Ah, I mean, it's also why you break them up into parts. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars are definitely parts one and two of each other in the same story. Um, I would have liked to have seen Nightmare. But again, we could always see him in Doctor Strange 3. It's true. We could always see him there. Uh, maybe Sam... I would. I would I, I did like what Sam Raimi did in Multiverse of Madness, so I hope we'd see Sam Raimi back onto Marvel. He's open to doing it. Um, but stepping away from Marvel for just a really quick second, we got, we got to talk about... Uh, and I just showed you this clip before. You didn't even know about it. Didn't even know about so it. So this is where the video games kind of come into our play with uh, with me and Vinny. Bigger boom. So for those of you who are fans of The Last of Us. We've we gotta, had talks about The Last of Us on this podcast before. We have talked about The Last of Us before, but we've never really gone in depth about it. No. Uh, we could kind of go into a bit of a, the whole, I guess, Last of Us Part 1 and 2 thing while we're doing this to kind of kill some time. Oh, my God. Uh, because the clip isn't that long, but... For those of you who aren't aware... And Last of Us 1 was great. Last of Us 2 was shit. The gameplay is great. The story is shit. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. That's my opinion. Um, anyway, so... Um, we're going to be getting an original HBO Max series of The Last of Us where Pedro Pascal will be playing Joel. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who the little girl is. I don't know her name. She appears... It's got to be Ellie. Uh, well, obviously it's Ellie. I know it's Ellie, but... I don't know the actress's name. Oh, that's fuck that my... bitch. Her name's Ellie. <laughs> anyway, I see him like that one scene where they cut to where he's like, "You have no idea what loss is like." I was, I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot wait for this show." Oh yeah, it's gonna take place during the first game for sure. Nick Offerman is gonna be in the show too. I assume he's gonna be playing Bill. Yeah. Um, I you know they were in the the scene where uh, uh, they they were in the snow. They showed the fucking whatchamacallit. call it. You know what I'm talking about. That thing from the infected on the wall. Spore. Um, yeah, the spores, right. So I think uh, Nick Offerman, like I said, I think he's going to be playing Bill in this show. Bill was one of the guys that, one of the many people that you meet with Joel. If you guys don't know uh, who Nick Offerman is, he's he's Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. Yes, and I cannot wait for him in this show. It's going to be great. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this because I loved Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian. I oh, think of course. I th- I just look at him and he just fits. Listen, his fits his the big role. break was was Game of Thrones. He yes. played the, a man called the Viper. Yes, and he just fits the role so much of Joel that it just it's oh I cannot wait. I don't know when it's coming, but the fact that we got this uh, in coming into uh, HBO Max is going to be a good time. Uh, I recently just started watching Peacemaker a few weeks ago. Oh Jesus, that is that is fucking hilarious. I'm I love it. It's fucking great. Andreas, I know you're listening. I'm only on episode two. I only finished episode two, but I'm loving it. I'm going to finish it. I promise. Like, I'm, I'm going to say, this is why this is fucking hilarious. All right? real, real quickly, going to Peacemaker. The first episode, <laughs> the first episode, um, he's still trying to figure his way out. He he's at a, he got saved from Amanda Waller's group. He's out of prison, and he's trying to fuck one of this really hot blonde girl on, on the crew. Um, going to a bar, he's flirting with her, and then she, she, these guys try flirting with her, and she just stands her ground, just kind of like doesn't even give him the time of day, but also is not like being all you know standoffish, and insults the guy. He like gets in her face, and she doesn't even fucking flinch. 
John and John Cena, Peacemaker comes in, trying to flirt with her. He's like, well, hey, look, I'm just not looking. I'm not looking for anything serious, you know. Like, I've been in jail for four years, trying to get all this, you know, stimulation, frustration out, you know. And then one of the guys, his buddies, comes over, and wants, and it's like, what did you fucking call me? Hang on a second. And then beats the shit out of this guy, beats the fucking shit out of this guy, and then it shows her coming back in slow motion, where her hair is being, you know, she moves her head and her hair twirls in slow motion, and John Cena's like, oh my god. She's like, wow, that pretty much say I'm even more attracted to you. And it's like, yeah, and I, you know, I just want to get to know you a little bit. He's like, yeah, and I just want to have a fucking beer unless it was unless it's those assholes or you. I'm not gonna be able to do that. See you later. And then there's this hot girl with the fucking mullet. She makes mullet look good. Like looks like an 80s chick. Sees her from across the across the bar. Goes over, cuts to her house. There's her fucking tits hanging out, and she's getting railed by John Cena in her bed, in her bathroom. Like ah, and John Cena's thrust in. He's like ah, ah, freedom, freedom. <laughs> because Peacemaker's essentially, in in my in how I've assessed him, he's Captain America meets the Punisher. Oh, Th- cool. That's how he is, and it was fucking hilarious. If you don't watch that show because that scene alone, I I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't know what's wrong with you. It is a mature show. It's fucking hilarious. You gotta watch it. I'm only on episode two. All right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe. All right. I still think you should watch. What the platform is it on? HBO Max. Okay. All right. And you you watch the new Game of Thrones thing, so I know you have it. All right. Relax. relax. All right. Yeah. Putting together your clues. Okay. Yeah, Putting yeah, together your clues. Okay. Look. Anyway, going back to The Last <laughs> of Us real quickly. Um, not, uh, from a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for The Last of Us show? Uh, fifteen. I would say a ten because here's my reasoning. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into a bit of a, a a um Last of Us Part One and Two debacle here. Now, I saw from the scene where he says you have no idea where Lost is, and if they're really following the story of the game, that's fucking amazing because the first part of the story is phenomenal with the storytelling. Yeah. I think the gameplay is great, but what really drove me with the movie, uh, sorry, with the with the video game, was the story itself. There is that age-old thing we can kind of forget a shitty story for a great video game. Whereas, like for me, it's like the story is what drove me in the video game. Yeah, well, especially especially the first one. The first one was fantastic. Grab it, grabbed you. It made you feel bad for Joel and Ellie. Yeah, like because they go they do go through a lot of shit. Just Joel in general, like he opens yeah. up in the first, like the first. Fifteen minutes of the game, you're playing they as just, his daughter. I hope they rewrite. I re, I hope they rewrite the story for the second part of that show if it goes on for a second season. And that is my and that is my worry. That is my worry with the Last of Us Part Two. Now, we're kind of going to get into spoiler territory for the Last of Us Parts One and Two. So, in the Last of Us Part One, when you reach the end, Ellie, the big thing with him is that she apparently got bit by an infected person, a zombie, essentially. But she, when you get bit by an infected, you're supposed to turn within a couple of days. Less than a week. Mm-hmm. It's been two weeks and the time when Ellie meets Joel. And she never turned. Never, ever turned. And there's something inside of her that has been able to possibly create a cure. But when Joel finally gets her to the Fireflies and does this, it has learned that they're going to have to go inside her brain and dissect it to figure out what the reasoning is. And Joel's like, you're going to kill her. And the leader of the Fireflies is supposed to be a friend of Joel's, sort of, um, and says that, you know, 
this is for the betterment of mankind. Like, like the, she would want this. And Joel just goes on a fucking killing spree and kills everybody in the Fireflies. Everybody. Ev fucking everybody. The doctors, the, the soldiers, um, what's her name? The leader of the Fireflies, I can't remember. And when they get to the end of the game, you know, Ellie says, like, promise me that, you know, everything was done. Like, you swear to me that there was no other way. They didn't have any thing of a cure, and Joel sweared to her, and the end game ends with okay. Yep. And obviously left the door open for more. Last of Us Part Two comes in again. If you haven't played Last of Us Part Two, spoilers. Um, the game opens up with Joel and Tommy, and this, there's this community that Tommy and his uh, his wife had built, and they're on horseback. They go in. Joel tells Tommy everything, and the truth is, they could have had a cure for the infected had they dissected Ellie and her, and her brain. And Joel wasn't going to allow that because think about that for a second. The man lost his own, the only thing he ever really cared about, his daughter. She died because the soldiers that were going around when people were starting to get infected, he was given orders to kill them and shoot them. Mm-hmm. He tries to get her out of the way, but she gets shot and she dies. Now you meet this this other little girl who you don't care for it at first, but then you start to build a father daughter bond. Yep. Joel yes. becomes the father that Ellie never really had, and Ellie becomes the daughter that Joel lost. That he regains a daughter essentially. So this happens, and then this group of people come, and they take Joel and Tommy. Well, I think just Joel or Joel and Tommy. Both of them. Both of them. At the same time, we get to know Ellie a little bit. Ellie is 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 uh, infatuated with this girl Dina, and they kind of go on a mission here and there. And then you start to play as this other character named Abby. Now you're probably one. If you were not Last of Us fan, you know you were told that this was Ellie's story, and you're gonna go in and you're gonna, you know, th- this is her thing. Why the would sh- you play as another person besides Joel or Ellie? Yes, and it made you believe. That the game was going to be Ellie's game for the most part. And the trailers made you believe that these people killed Dina, Ellie's girlfriend. And then she's going after revenge on them. And then it even shows where like she sneaks away from them. She goes, what are you doing here? And it shows Joel. And it says, did you really think I'd let you do this by yourself? And we're all getting really excited and really hyped up for the game. That's not what happened. They pulled what, I, what us wrestling fans call a Vince Russo. A swerve. Vince Russo in the wrestling business, he was famous for pulling swerves for the sake of pulling swerves. Especially in WCW, when really they didn't go anywhere. It's just that he pulled it. It's a swerve, bro. The marks never saw it coming, bro. He's he's an old guy from New York, and he just that's how he fucking talks. Essentially, that's what Naughty Dog did. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it felt like Abby's gameplay went on for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Way more than Ellie's. And I'm also getting into a bit of a tangent here. and Because I just can't stand what they did. So then, you're on this mission. Joel gets captured by this group of people. Abby is with this group of people. And they come in, and they have the intent to fuck Joel up. Ellie, I can't remember what happens. Like They make her watch. They do make her watch. But what is it? Is it Jesse? He he finds. I can't remember the names. I think it's like over a year ago. I think it's Jesse who finds Ellie and Dina after they had done making out or fucking whatever, 
and she finds the place where these people are hiding. She takes, excuse me, excuse us. <laughs> Ellie comes in and they beat the shit out of Joel to the point they fucking kill him. The first like 20, 30, not even 20 minutes into the game. They, ki- they killed Joel. And He's basically I'm, the main character of the first like, one. Exactly. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Now, I understand the point of that's the reason why she wants to go and fuck these people up. I get it. The revenge of it. But what the fuck? You fucking, like, you tricked all of us to buy your fucking game. You tricked all of us because. Pieces of shit. Why? Be- because we love Joel. And then, and then we'll get to Abby. And Abby, in her story, you, 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 her gameplay goes on fucking forever. Apparently, J- Abby and, and Ellie's gameplay are kind of the same. But it feels like Abby's gameplay goes on for fucking ever. It just doesn't fucking stop. And then eventually you learn that the doctor who is going to perform surgery on Ellie to find out if there's a cure for this thing because she was immune to these, this, this bite for, for whatever reason, that's the doctor that Joel kills. Mm-hmm. Joel kills him to save Ellie and that's her motivation and her revenge and then eventually you go on and you meet these two little Asian kids and they're both girls but the girl the one girl wants to be a guy and you know it's just a, it's just a whole LGBTQ fucking apocalyptic game it, yeah kind of but then you also but then also Abby gets fucked Literally by a guy who she loves, but he also fucks some other girl, and she's pregnant. And then right. it's this show. It's, it's a whole I mean, fucking this, mess. This whole game got so politically derailed, and it should have just been a survival game between the old dude and the little girl who can't fucking help herself. That was it. That was all supposed. I to mean, be. she wasn't a little girl anymore. She's a teenager now. Yeah, like it was supposed to kind of have. The well, same she's dynamic. like nineteen, I think. It was supposed to have the dynamic of the new goddess, new god of war, where it's an old man and the and the kid, and he's teaching the kid how to hunt and fight, and the kid's starting to fucking hunt and fight. Listen, out if they did the thing where the girlfriend dies and she's the one who they moves on, listen, they, they could have done a phenomenal game without any of that bullshit and just really kept it fucking Ellie and Joel again. They kept it. They re- honestly, they could have left all the all the fucking side relationships out yeah. and just did a whole nother story, just like the first one. And just gave the people what they want, which and they is had, fucking simplicity. And they have to go. And like, they had oh, the flashbacks. Let's, let's make it. Let's let's make it all uh, political, so that people think about it, and, and and it sends a message. No, just give us the guts and the gore and the fighting and the guns and the fucking misery that comes with all of it, and the winter shit and the cool fucking missions. We, it, they're video games. They're supposed to be escape from reality. Can we just have that? Can we just have our escape, please? Thank Evidently you. not, because the whole like. They really drove home. It's like, also, Abby got all the cooler weapons. Abby got the more help. All this. I'm like, I don't care about this character. When you introduced me within the first 20 minutes of her fucking, whatchamacallit. (laughs) You introduced me to this girl and she kills Joel. And then you you make me like, also, you you make me fight Ellie as Abby. It's like, what the fuck? fuck and then you reach towards the end of the game where what and i i haven't played the game in so long so i'm jumping all over the place you reach to the point where you know ellie wants to kill her but then helps her escape in that sense but then ellie's like no i came here for a reason and that reason and i can't just let you i can't let you escape i can't and the the kid apparently which is now like the new ellie and joel or the kid is ellie and, and abby is joel 
and they fight each other. And Ellie can't bring herself to killing Abby. And they get away. And prior to that, Dina has the baby. Ellie and Dina are now together. They have the kid. And Dina was on board with Ellie for trying to kill this girl. Tommy was reserved and was like, I don't know if it's a good idea. You could get yourself hurt. Then Tommy, who was completely against, is like, I know where she is. Let's find her. Like, what the fuck, Tommy? You said no all so many months ago. And then Dina, she was like, is this even worth it? Now, I, I, remember, I remember who, I think I was talking with some friends, with Ed and Joe, I think, actually. I was talking with them, like, I can kind of get Dina's perspective of changing her mind because she had a kid. And when you become a parent, things kind of come into perspective and you think, you know, what's more important in life rather than getting revenge. I get that point. But Tommy's character just completely fucking changed. And then Dina, it's like, and then in the end, in the end, Dina leaves Ellie with the kid. Like, they had a house and a farm. They're gone. And then Ellie gets, like, fingers fucking cut off to the point where she can't even play guitar anymore. And the show and the game ends with you as Ellie going back to the house, trying to put, trying to play the guitar, and you can't because your fingers, so many of your, your left fingers are gone, and she just leaves the house, and that's the end of the game. Ellie loses everything, and Abby gets her fucking revenge and a new and a new fucking kid and friend. Why the fuck did that need to happen? Why did you need to kill Joel? Why did you need to have Abby lose? I understand the game is going. If they come out with a third game and it's a continuation of the current story, I'm not. I I understand that the story was that this is a sad game, sad ending. But the thing is, why the fuck did you need to completely derail and just pretty much spit in the face of the characters that we loved from the previous game and try and sell us these new characters? Like, why did you even try did that to come, do that? Did that did that come out during the riots and shit? The riot? No, the game was long before since developed. Yeah. And the riots in twenty twenty, uh, riots and protests. Look, whatever you want to say, just no, all- because that could have influenced the developers. What do you mean? The no, ga- because the game, all that, all the that game stuff- was the game was ready to go in twenty twenty. It was ready to go. Uh, I remember I bought it on Amazon that year. Like it was ready to go. Like this, Ruined the it franchise. Was, it was finished. Ruined it. I think so too. Like, like I'm very excited for the show, but I'm also very worried for the show. Like, I think the first half is going to be great, and if they really follow the story, but if they're also going to follow the story of part two, it's like, eh, well, I'm worried about this. I'm just hoping they can completely retcon the se- well. They can't retcon the other game, but they take the direction, the story in a different direction. You really don't need to follow that. I hope especially that they don't follow that second game after the negative reception they got. Hmm. Because it, I don't think it's like Marvel where they can turn one story that was bad and make it great for the movies. Hence, Spider-Man No Way Home was based off of the comic Spider-Man One More Day, which is a very, very criticized Spider-Man comic. A lot of people don't like that comic. It's essentially a thing where, like, it takes place after, like, the Civil War thing. Um, Kingpin is going after Peter Parker. Uh, He tries to have Peter Parker killed. It's after Peter Parker had revealed something. Spider-Man, Aunt May gets shot, and then Peter Parker goes to uh, Kingpin and beats the fucking shit out of him. And it kind pretty much... He, again, goes to Doctor Strange, tries to get times removed, and then goes to Mephisto, and Mephisto will allow Aunt May to live, but 
everything he's experienced, people forget about it. Uh, married to Mary Jane, gone. All and all, like all these years of 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 his, him existing mm-hmm. is gone, and it's essentially a similar thing of Spider-Man No Way Home, only a lot better. And speaking of Spider-Man No Way Home, well, as we wrap things up here in the podcast pretty soon, we're going to be getting Spider-Man No Way Home released in the theaters once again, the more fun stuff edition, I think it's being called, on September 2nd, Labor Day weekend. Um, they, it's, a, it's the same movie, just with 30 minutes extra, right? Uh, I think, honestly, I think there's like 11, 15 minutes extra. That's it? I mean, there's a few There's a few things. One, uh, you, there's a deleted scene where Happy Hogan's being defended by Matt Murdock during the whole thing with when, uh, when damage yeah, no, control. This is 11 minutes. I know. How but, much could it really be? I mean, 11 minutes can be a lot. It could. Sh- it, apparently, it's supposed to show more of the Peter Parkers being Peter Parkers together. That's cool. Um, so there's a few intricacies and other things being shown in there. Um, will I go into the theater to see it? Um Probably not, to yeah, be perfectly I'm not, honest. I'm, not I'm probably go. not going to go unless there's some really cool shit that I see on Twitter or Instagram, you know, after the few days of it coming out. Okay, maybe I'll consider it's it. It's going to be some legendary shit. But, I'll, but I'm going to go on a Tuesday. I'm going to go on a Tuesday and save some money. Or I'm going to go yeah. on early, early on Saturday afternoon and save some money. I'm not going to pay yeah. full, full price for it. I paid my full price when I saw Spider-Man No Way Home initially last year in December, and that is where I yeah, got my money They're not going to whack you fucking, first of all, they're going to whack you for another full price ticket. I'm not doing right. That. For something you've already bought, yes. For eleven minutes, what what is the fraction? Eleven minutes versus three hours. Listen, I would if I could, and if well, if I could, if, if they release this thing on Blu-ray, like sometime next <gasps> year, I'll probably buy it then. But I'm not gonna pay full price for a ticket. Yeah, I'm you. not gonna do it. Fuck you. One thing that's really is that really is cool though is the poster. They do have Toby and Andrew on the poster. That's nice. Uh, like with their masks off, it's like it's Tom, then Toby, and then Andrew, and then all the other <sighs> cast of characters in there thrown in there. So MJ and Ned and Aunt May, Happy Hogan, uh, Matt Murdock, and then Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and Doctor Strange, and all these guys and girls in there. It's, I mean, any Spider-Man fan, they're definitely gonna want to go and see it. I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but I'm probably not going to pay full pay full price to see it. Um, I would really, though, I would like to see more of the Science Bros stuff happening because I feel like for the amount of time we did get all three generations of Spider-Man together with Tom, Andrew, and Toby, I that's one thing I would have liked a little bit more. To me, it's still the most perfect superhero movie. It's the perfect Spider-Man movie. Uh, Marvel movie, MCU, whatever you want to say, it's my all-time favorite at this point. But could we have seen a little bit more of the Peter Parkers interact together? Yeah, sure. I mean, for sure we could have. But I think it's still great for what we got, you know? And I don't know. I just personally, I'm probably not going to see it. But one thing that does come into play with this is that all this speculation of the Spider-Man stuff leading into Secret Wars. Because... Sony wants to do more stuff with Tom, Andrew, and, and and Toby. They want to do a solo movie with them. You know, I think it's very likely we'll see Andrew return for Secret Wars. I think Toby will return for Secret Wars. I also think, and we'll go into this real quickly, I think that with the Venom symbiote being teased at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home when Eddie Brock and Venom, Tom Hardy's uh, Venom, goes back to their universe with a little bit of Black Symbiote being saved, I think we're going to see the black suit Spider-Man in Secret Wars and King Dynasty. I hope so. 
There was a little rumor announced. A little, well, I don't know if it's confirmed or not. They, the, there's rumor going around saying that Tom Holland is going to be in Kang Dynasty and in Secret Wars. And if you didn't know this, Finn, in the original Secret Wars comic book, that is where we saw Peter Parker with the black suit for the very first time. Oh, bug. Yes. That's definitely going to happen. And Venom wasn't introduced yet. But since they saw that with Secret Wars, it's like, oh my god, that looks so cool. Spider-Man should get a black suit. And that's when they started to introduce Venom into the comic books, and hence the black suit Spider-Man. Boom. I think that would be very cool to see. Um, it would just make sense. You could just have an, a new Venom. Obviously, it wouldn't be the same Venom. It wouldn't be Tom Hardy. But, you know, there are the rumors that Venom 3 is supposed to be a Spider-Man versus Venom film. Tom Hardy said that. And who's to say that it can't be Andrew Garfield? Yeah. You know? Why not have both? Yeah, and Just do do a twofer. I mean, there are there have been rumors about Andrew Garfield signing a multi movie contract with Marvel. It didn't exclusively say Marvel Studios. They're not gonna say nothing. No, but but they're this, not gonna say this nothing. is all rumor and speculation. Hmm. There's and there's you know some the report came from Giant Freaking Robot. We talked about it a little while ago. I mean, I it, do remember us talking about this. We it, talked extensively about it. It only makes sense for them to bring it back because of how they're going with the whole multiverse saga. Yep. Um, Andrew Garfield could easily be the Spider-Man of the 838 universe. Yeah. Uh, could, this is something that we've said about a million fucking times yes. already. I still think, I still think maybe, I, I still think, with the success of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I still think Avengers Secret Wars is going to be the movie where we see just about all these properties we've seen of different characters over the years yeah. merge into one with these characters we've been watching for the past, God, like how many years? Like at that point, it's like. Um, you can listen to the last 15 episodes, and I guarantee at least 10 of them we've said Andrew Garfield is Venom's Spider Man. Like for Tom, sure. Tom Hardy's. We, we speculated that, that, that the Amazing Spider Man universe is takes place in the same place as uh, yeah. Morbius and, and Venom. Like, easily, I think it's this all connected. Yeah. And will they do things well with it? Will they not? We'll have to wait and see. Kevin Feige is supposed to be, he's supposed to be like a, uh, whatchamacallit, a consultant with Sony with all these Spider-Man projects. So that's good to know there. Um, there's so much more we could talk about with Spider-Man. You know, there's a whole lot of cool stuff happening with Madam Web and a lot of really cool shit. But we do have to stop the podcast here. I think I'm losing Vinny here. He's, he's dying. Yeah, my fuck, <laughs> dude. I'm burping a ton. I don't know why. I know, and plus, you know, we're both tired. Anyway, let's end it here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Uh, if you like what you heard here, consider giving us a follow on Instagram at Fan Speculation underscore Pod. Uh, fan Speculation underscore Pod. I say that a little bit clearer. Uh, fan Speculation on Twitter. That's all one word there. If you like what you heard, if, uh, please be sure to give us a five star review in your favorite podcast. It's what app. you hear and listen. It's what you hear and listen. Listen to us. Give us a five star review on Spotify. And Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast for, uh, listen to us uh, with the Google Play or Stitcher or wherever your favorite podcast might be. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Please let us know what you think. Do you want us? Are you going to go see Spider Man No Way Home, the re release? If you are, cool. What do you think of She Hulk? What do you think of Nightmare being cut from Multiverse of Madness? What do you think of all these theories with World War Hulk? Uh, what do you think about The Last of Us show? Uh, do you Are you worried? Are you excited? Me and Vinny, I think it's clear that we're a little bit of both. Yeah, I am. I'm double-sided. I'm fucking Sweden. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Anyway, thank you so much. For li- thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. So for CJ Palmasano and for Vinny Carini, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The kind gang bang.
just